to My Favorite Theorem, the math podcast with no quiz at the end. I'm Evelyn Lamb, one of your co-hosts, coming to you from snowy Salt Lake City, Utah, um, where I feel like I've said that the past few times we've been taping, which is great because we really need the water. Mm -hmm. Um, It is beautiful today, and I am ever so grateful that the life of a freelance writer does not require me to drive in conditions like this especially as someone who grew up in Texas where um, conditions like this did not exist. <laughs> and so I am extremely unconfident in snow and ice. So yeah, coming to you uh, from the opposite side of the weather spectrum is our other host. <laughs> I'm Kevin Knudsen, professor of mathematics at the University of Florida. It's true. It's the opposite end of the spectrum. But hey, uh, you know, I was putting up my, my Christmas tree a uh, week before last and I was sweating. So this is this is my reality. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 hard to get in the mood. You know, you put on the Christmas music and you you get the tree out of the attic, and then I'm in like shorts and a t-shirt and sweating. But it, it, it's okay. I know you can sympathize with Australians who have to deal with that every single year. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> but anyway, looking forward to a nice holiday. Right. My, my son's going to come home uh, after uh, after um, Boxing Day because he has a, he has a part time job at a bookstore in Vancouver. And and uh, his boss said no one gets Boxing Day off. So <laughs> yeah, that's that's a thing in in some in, places in the Commonwealth. I think it's a big thing, right? So uh, yeah, he'll be home on the twenty eighth. So we're looking forward to that. But anyway, um, anyway, this will be after yes. this will be after the holidays when people hear this anyway. So they'll go, gee, I wonder how that went. So yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They'll the, waiting with bated breath for updates about your son's box. That's day right. Experience. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, today we are very happy to have on this the show Jihan Baran. So coming to us from I don't know what kind of weather. So yeah, <laughs> can you introduce yourself and tell us about the local conditions? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I am joining you from uh, Ankara, Turkey, mm. which is uh, the capital of Turkey in the middle. So it's a um, continental climate, I would say. Mm. Um, uh, but uh, it has been rather mild. We haven't had any snow yet or um, really anything that close to a freezing temperature. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's chilling, but, yeah, uh, I like it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And so what uh, what kind of math are you oh, interested okay. in? Right. So I, uh, I, I am a... I am, I am, mm, uh, interested in uh, representation theory, mm-hmm. especially um, uh, with uh, functorial methods, and um, I, I'm I'm doing a, a postdoc here about uh, about that at this at this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so actually, the the maybe I'm at a little bit of a disadvantage in that. The the, the 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 theorem I will share is not necessarily from directly from my expertise, so I'm not really maybe on top of the literature or the methods. But uh, uh, I, I I thought I would pick that because I find it really interesting. Um, yeah, well, and sometimes honestly, that could be a little better yeah. because uh, we are also not experts in that's that. That's right. It, yeah. You know, yeah. 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 Um, 
But yeah, and you run a Twitter account, and I I meant to look yeah. up the exact. Is it called Some Theorems? Yeah, I, I, oh, it, yeah it's yeah, called yeah. Some Some Theorems. The mm-hmm. the username is uh, something like Jihan Posts Theorems. I have. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let me talk about that uh, a bit. So I guess uh, it goes um, back to maybe. Um, 2020 or something not not this account but um so that was the uh, pandemic time and um for me uh, uh maybe psychologically d- difficult time that i was uh, seeking out somewhere to uh, connect with the math world and i i found uh, actually initially a uh Facebook page mm. called Theorems, and uh, it is um, it is still running, I guess. But I, I started posting there, um, and then I, I I had a lot of like some bits of knowledge about some interesting theorems that I would like share with my friends, mm-hmm. and it it became like I I, I was almost daily posting in a while it's it, like the group became like dominated by my posts and and <laughs> uh to the point people started asking uh, like what, what are you really doing etc um and then i in in maybe since last year i've, I've been more on twitter and i posted s- some of these on my personal um twitter account but then for some for some reasons, I had to uh, make my personal account private, and uh, at some point, I thought I, I, I might like repost these uh, things that I have had collected because that that group in Facebook was actually a private group; not everyone can see it before joining. And um, I thought I would post those on uh, Twitter, and um, I, I find it uh, like a when it gets some responses, it's like a dopamine hit for me and and, uh i i was actually like almost aggressively posting in the in the summer because i had all all these this sort of backlog Mm -hmm. uh and um at this point in time i i have posted mostly of the of that past stuff and uh, i i post much less regularly uh, when i when i see something interesting i i I post them to to that account and Mm -hmm. i suppose how that's how i am um maybe uh known in math twitter wars yeah yeah and so as a person with um with much knowledge and love for theorems what is your favorite favorite theorem okay so um the I, I don't know if it's my favorite, but at least for this episode of my favorite theorem, the theorem I would like to share is uh, the so-called, well, it's a, so there's this problem and the theorem is, says that this is algorithmically undecidable. Okay. So what's the problem? The problem is called matrix mortality. And which is a really that's uh, yeah in, you know inviting name yeah, so yeah. that's a great so. name right yeah, <laughs> yeah it sounds I, like I a video game or something yeah too. yeah <laughs> yeah it, 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 yeah it is it does and uh, so in the most general 
um, since it's asked, so um, you uh, the input is a finite list of square mat matrices of the same size, and the 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 decision problem is that um, whether a product of these things in some order, possibly with repetitions, could be ever zero or not. So if uh, an algorithm would say yes or no to each uh, such collection. And I think at first uh, this was shown to be undecidable for already three by three matrices mm -hmm. in the seventies. And then um, there were some further developments as to, because of course, if, if I give you one matrix, then uh, matrix mortality becomes, what is this matrix nilpotent? And mm -hmm. you can determine that by the characteristic polynomial. So that is decidable. So how, how few, uh, how short does the list can get and remain undecidable? I think uh, for three by three matrices, it has been shown in 2014 or so that six three by three matrices, um, the, the problem is undecidable. So like A, B, C, D, E, F, mm -hmm. that's six three by three matrices. So that's like, what, like 54 entries of integers. These are all integer matrices, by the way. Okay. I was and yeah, yeah and, and then the question is, uh, is, is a product of, is, uh, is, is some product ever zero or not? There can be no algorithm answering that for every possible input, um, and if you make the, if we make the, if we allow the matrices to be a bit bigger, there is a version which says that uh, when you make the size 15, 15 by 15, it is this undecidable for even two matrices. So mm -hmm. just like two matrices of size mm -hmm. 15, mm -hmm. A and B, and the uh, decision problem is, is 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 ever a sequence of A's and B's uh, equal to the zero matrix, and um, it, it, such an algorithm cannot exist. It's, it's undecidable. It's rather striking. Yeah. yeah, I guess I'm actually a little more upset about the six um, three by threes mm -hmm. than the two fifteen by fifteens. Because honestly, I just imagine trying to write down the entries of a fifteen by fifteen matrix, yeah. and I give up maybe thirty percent of the way through. I, I'll just yeah, like, it's okay, whatever. Bit too long, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Well, it's um, 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 and there is still a gap in knowledge. Uh, so let me talk a bit about um, what's known. Um, for I think. Two, two by two matrices, just two of them. It has been maybe recently um, shown that that is decidable. So, uh, but um, when the list is, when you have three or more matrices, that's, I, I believe, open. Also, I believe it's still open whether if you're given like five three by three or four three or two, 
the lowest bound we know is mm -hmm. six. Although from from the development, you might, I, mean, I would guess that it will remain undecidable for even two three by three matrices. Mm -hmm. But um, that's uh, I think unknown at the moment. Mm. So so once you show that it's undecidable for a certain so so for six three by threes is undecidable. So that means it's undecidable for six of any size larger than three by three, correct? Because yeah, because it sort of stabilizes, you can, right? You could put those inside of the next size up by just sticking a one down in the lower corner with a block, and, and exactly, okay, you can right. you can even you can even pad them by zeros, and, right? Uh, sure, sure. The the mortality problem will not change once you've artificially made your six by six matrices into ten by ten matrices by right. putting zeros everywhere else. I see. So the question and, is for for a fixed n, can you? What's the minimal number k? For which it's undecidable, right? Okay. Yeah. So there, are, yeah, two parameters: how many matrices and the size mm -hmm. of the matrices. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, um, but I guess there's a chance that it's three for for two by two and two for everything else. Maybe I I uh, like what I I would if I if I were to bet I I might bet that two by two is special and would be decidable always and like the three okay. by three introduced but I, I, that's just a hunch i, I don't mm -hmm. yeah uh, really um know much about uh, how these things are done because like uh, i mean i i did look a bit uh to the into the um like two two by two uh, matrices and um uh, they they like the the algorithm like uh, is by some uh, c c computing some some eigenvalues or, or such and and uh, like two by two is so small that I would guess that is enough information somehow mm -hmm. but uh, mm -hmm. it's still open. Um, hmm. and now I'm, and now I'm just thinking yeah. about this right because it's sort of different from so so I would think of this in terms of like the group generated by these matrices but that's not at all what you're doing right because um, well, first, yeah, of all, it's more like a monoid. Uh, yeah, like because like it it becomes zero. Right. Also, I would like to like uh, for people who knows about the word problem. This this reminds mm -hmm. people of the word problem for mm -hmm. groups, and um, the, the there is of course like a a, a relationship, but. Uh, I would object to the argument that oh, because the group problem, uh, the word problem is undecidable, that that's not so surprising. And he, my objection is that we can we can always multiply the matrices. A specific instance is always mm -hmm. decidable. Like we can just multiply them and see. Mm -hmm. For the word problem, there is even specific instances which remain like is deciding whether a word is. Um, trivial can be like made into a specific presentation and remain undecidable mm -hmm. already uh, there. It's not like a, because you have maybe relations between the words and you don't know how to, to change your word into something. But we, with matrices, we can always, for specific things, we can multiply like multiplication is doable. But when you, when we allow, is, is, is there ever a, zero among arbitrarily long multiplication that that is where the problem is i think mm -hmm. the word problem the problem arises earlier than that mm -hmm. um, right and, and and that direct analogy with the word problem would be you, you'd be looking for products where you get the identity right so 
yeah as, as opposed to zero so so i guess you don't want any of these matrices to be invertible or i mean it's allowable i imagine but but if you have an invertible well matrix, that, that kind of yeah, weird, it's, right? yeah. it's that it's not gonna that, help i, I yeah, I mean the the invertible ones you can always I I, I guess um, well, well I don't know though maybe you yeah, need like you can, a permutation matrix to to make some product work out correctly I don't know I, I this is an interesting question um, I like this question yeah we're not going to try to solve it on the spot yeah I'm not know. sure yeah. uh, <laughs> like my my first instinct yeah. is that you can probably even like throw the invertible ones out, but now I'm not so sure. Maybe maybe that they, 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 they might help in some way of, 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 of arranging uh, the zeros. Right, right. Um, yeah. Um, so where'd you come across this theorem? This, yeah. this is an interesting result. Yeah, um, well, the, the, this undecidable problems always have um, fascinated me, and I, I guess I might have been um looking at some of these maybe it was I'm, i don't know where i came across it maybe it's it was some survey paper of undecidable problems or maybe a math overflow question i'm not sure mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. uh yeah some somewhere along those lines um, yeah but it, it's a nice one that's maybe a little more accessible to most people who have taken you know, a few upper level math classes than some of the undecidability things, which is like, okay, I need to, I need to climb this whole mountain to even understand mm -hmm. this. And, you know, we, we all take linear algebra at some point, you know, if you're a math major or something. And so like, it's very concrete. You can immediately understand what it is I if agree. you've seen matrices. I agree. It's like the, the description is rather elementary you don't need mm -hmm. to like, introduce turing machines and halting of right. those or right, right, right. Um, some abstract uh, presentations of groups uh, and such it's it's rather um, uh, the operations are ones that um, uh, as you said any linear algebra student has uh, seen before but uh, the somehow um, the 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 problem is too already like not even difficult it's impossible in some in some sense right yeah, right it, it is always really interesting to see like what are the the limits not just of our knowledge but of our uh, what we can know about our possible knowledge right yeah um, yeah 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 very cool so the other thing we do on this podcast is we invite our guests to pair their theorem with something so uh what pairs with this theorem that doesn't really have a name, but we'll call it the undecidability matrix theorem or something. Um, yeah. Okay. So, uh, I, I, I'm not, I'm not really a food person. So I, 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 I didn't think of a food. Uh, what, what, what this, uh, I would say that it pairs well with a decent table tennis service, uh, mm, because okay. it, 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 like there, there is some, like there's some like it's not a killer service very much but decent mm -hmm. so you can have a decent back and forth mm -hmm. uh, as we have just um had as to like how <laughs> how small you can make it how 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 mm -hmm. uh, 
uh, how bad is it sort of thing so it, it, that's what it reminds me of yeah yeah all right yeah. do you do you play do you, table i tennis? like table tennis i i yeah. uh, well i don't play as much as i would like to but uh, mm. occasionally i do uh, play it and I, i i i like playing it yeah i i'm much better on the wii than i am in real life <laughs> the wii table tennis is really fun ah uh, okay you know, in, I, in I, real life in real life not so much i mean i like it but i'm not very good yeah um, mm -hmm. i also heard people play it on like like on vr uh, uh -huh. things, uh, online you can even like see a table and like interact yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah yeah not quite the same yeah I, i have not played since i was probably in sixth grade mm -hmm. or something mm -hmm. when, when i i think i was pretty capable of um beating all of my opponents who were my younger siblings so you know at, at that age you kind of got just some advantage by being a little older right. and so i i tried to take advantage of that whenever mm -hmm. i could mm -hmm. as the oldest sibling you know i, I really we played two-on-one basketball sometimes mm -hmm. and i always like kick their butts at that because sure. You know, I was way taller. <laughs> it helped a lot. I, I mean, I couldn't really play, but like. <laughs> yeah, my problem with all. Someone who's four or five years younger. My problem with all racket sports is that I, I played a lot of tennis when I was in, in high school. And so I play all racket sports like tennis. So, you know, mm -hmm. with big swings, that doesn't work in, in table tennis. You know, it's a much you know, faster yeah, and it's, shorter. It's, and, it's yeah. much more of a wrist play. That's right. That's right. The whole arm. Yeah, and ra racquetball is the same way. Like you know, I, I I want I want the ball at my waist. I don't want to be reaching down to my ankles. I'm too tall. I can't get there. You know, so uh, mm. all these things are a challenge for me. So yeah, well, I I do really like this pairing um, because just like this theorem is sort of this meta about you know not just a specific case of matrices, but like what we can know in general, given you know any any set of information your your pairing was not just about the theorem but was also about our discussion mm -hmm. of the theorem right. yeah so i i think this was this was very elegant was i appreciate that it was good yep. yeah yep. thank you i also right. like that we still have a gap in knowledge like mm. that uh like that i think that like as i don't know uh like teachers or like we introduce i i think I remember being as a student that 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 would really like uh, pique my interest in 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 like uh, when teachers discuss like, you know this is not known, and um, I think it offers a different landscape versus uh, a completely uh, furnished theory. There, there's there, there's yeah. Still, well, and yeah. I know when I was in college, I liked my math classes, but. I didn't understand that math was still this active area of research. I was very naive about that kind of thing. And even now, you know, you run into people who don't know what math research means. It's like, well, how, you know, I know we know how to add and multiply numbers. We know how to do all of these things. Like what else can there be to know? And this is something that doesn't take as much, you know, it's one of those examples that you can give right. that, you know, has a lower uh, or, you know, a, a more basic way that you can enter this and like understand oh we're still trying to figure out this kind of thing and mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. i like that yeah yeah, yeah. also the uh, like one another thing i like that it also <laughs> uh has 
it's a bit upsetting that this is not <laughs> decidable. Yeah. I, I, I like those sorts of results. My Actually, my account in Twitter has been referred to uh, the, 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 the account that posts uh, cursed math facts, uh, which is uh, <laughs> a lot of people say. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I guess, I mean, that, that was not my intention, but it, it kind of fits with that, I guess. Right. <laughs> yeah well I, that that's very true because yeah when i first saw it i was i was just like well how can we not just you know just try all the ways to multiply at least in theory you could do that but yeah. not if it's an arbitrarily long yeah you know you can you're allowed to have as many you know if it was like okay just one copy of each one well like that's trivial i mean yeah. not trivial to actually do it but it's trivial to know mm -hmm. uh, how to do it right yeah. um but it's it's kind of funny that once you allow yourself multiple copies is just like everything goes out the window. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. All right. So yeah. uh, you've already plugged your, uh, your, your, your popular Twitter account. We'd like to give our guests a chance to let us know where we might find you online or anything else you're, you're, you're trying to promote or uh, anything like that. Um, well, um, it's, yeah, a, it's okay if you don't. Uh, yeah, there's my yeah account is called Some Theorems. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think you can just uh, put that in uh, Twitter. Yep. Um, and uh, well, for now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. I think I think I want to add more to that. Okay. All right. All right. Well, John, this has been great. Thanks so much yeah. for joining us. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to My Favorite Theorem, hosted by Kevin Knudsen and Evelyn Mann. The music you're hearing is a piece called Fractalia, a percussion quartet performed by four high school students from Gainesville, Florida. They are Blake Crawford, Gus Knudsen, Del Mitchell, and Bao Chan Nguyen. You can find more information about the mathematicians and theorems featured in this podcast, along with other delightful mathematical treats, at Kevin's website, kpknudsen.com, and Evelyn's blog, Roots of Unity, on the Scientific American Blog Network. We love to hear from our listeners, so please drop us a line at myfavoritetheorem at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Kevin's handle on Twitter is at NivikNazdunk, that's Kevin spelled backwards followed by Knudsen spelled backwards, and Evelyn's is at Evelyn J. Lamb. The show itself also has a Twitter feed. The handle is M-Y-F-A-V-E-T-H-M, that's at myfavoritetheorem. Join us next time to learn another fascinating piece of mathematics. Thank you.